Hello, friends. This is Dr. Benjamin Smith, lecturer in philosophy with Catholic Studies Academy. Uh, welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the 2,000-year-old Catholic intellectual tradition. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Richard Bozzichelli, our lecturer in theology. And we're going to continue our discussion that we started last time about the capital sins or the vices. Uh, last time, we looked at gluttony, lust, and greed uh, as somewhat... <laughs> Uh, which is kind of a, so it sounds exciting uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, if you missed that podcast, please go back and, and, and check that out. Um, Dr. Bulls Kelly and I thought it would be a good idea to, to talk about the vices of the capital sins right now, because we're in a time of Lent, which is a time of self-examination and purification and, uh, and reflecting on these, uh, these ideas, these destructive and sinful patterns we thought would be a good way of, of helping us uh, grow uh, in this time of um, uh, self-denial and uh, penitence. So, um, Dr. Wills Kelly, we're going to talk today about um, envy and wrath and vanity, maybe not in that order. Sometimes these um, vices, uh, as we talked about before, there's different ways of kind of organizing yeah. uh, the capital, capital sins. Uh, sometimes these are grouped together as kind of the social vices uh, or the vices that involve other people. Uh, yeah. You know, um, but let's start uh, today with uh, let's let's begin with envy. Uh, you know, uh, as we were talking about before the podcast began, you know, envy is one of those that's kind of like cowardice. Like, like no, nobody's like, you know, yeah, man, I'm really envious, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like people might boast of certain sins, like lust, right, or something like that, or or maybe even <laughs> gluttony in certain uh, uh, in certain circumstances. But nobody boasts about being envious, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of a kind of an ugly sin <laughs> to use the old fashioned Southern. Yeah, it always makes a person look small. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So why do you, why do you think? Yeah, why do you think that is? Why? How does how does envy? Well, like what, what's the why was envy included? Do you think in this list of capital sins? Well, it's it's funny because so envy correlates largely with. Um, covetousness right mm. and in the ten commandments right there is actually a sin of coveting mm -hmm. and uh, now i, I, I want to be i want to reiterate a point that i made the last time right which is that if we think about these vices as vices they're not acts mm -hmm. they're dispositions toward actions right, right so the, right, right. the actual grievous sin mm -hmm. right the grave sin of uh, of of coveting uh, right. one's spouse or a person's spouse or a person's property. Uh, th these would be different sins. This would be a different thing, right? Than than just being envious. But the envious person is likely to commit those particular sins, right? So that's. But, yes. but let's try to understand what those sins. Let's try to understand those sins, and it'll help, I think, to shed some light on what we mean by. Right. By enviousness, right? So it's a funny thing that at the Ten Commandments, uh, in the Ten Commandments, you start with what seems to be the worst sin of all, right? Which is, uh, which is um, not worshiping God, but worshiping a false God instead. Sure. Right. And then at the very end, you have this thing about coveting stuff. Right, coveting your neighbor's stuff, uh, and um, and you think, well, you're going through the list in descending order of importance, right? And that's a common way to think about the Ten Commandments. 
but but even that last sin is is a mortal sin right sure uh and so it can you know you can go to hell for, for right, 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 right. so um but I, I like to think of it this way right that when you get to the very bottom of the list you end up where you started from mm. so while on the surface it seems it seems like it's hardly important mm. um when you really look into it it's actually very important right okay and one of the things that i talked about the last time was that for me when i think about the capital sins as a theologian I'm most interested in what they say about our relationship with God. What do they disclose about our relationship with God? <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you look at the first commandment, right, you see that before God even begins to speak to the Israelites, he, he reminds them of who he is. He's the God who led them out. Of <laughs> right. Uh, he's the God who brings them freedom. Right. Um, and if they basically, you know, it's, He's saying to them, uh, if you want to be free in the way that matters most, which is freedom of the spirit, right. then you won't turn to any other God uh, because I'm the God who makes people free. Mm. Right? Yeah, um, now, when you get down to the very bottom mm -hmm. with this sin of envy, what's happening with the person is he's kind of looking at other people's blessings and he's not seeing his own mm. and this casts god in a sinister light right mm. the god god isn't like he's revealed in the bible he's not a giver he's not generous he's not right. provident yeah. right, right. right? Yeah. he doesn't care for me mm -hmm. and and when i start to think about god that way i'm basically calling god a liar Mm -hmm. I'm turning him into something other than he is, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. You know, there's a psalm. I'm just trying to look it up now, but I, I'll just say I, I don't remember exactly what psalm it is. But there's a psalm where the author says, you know, my foot almost slipped. And uh -huh. when what he's and, and he starts talking about when I saw, you know, the 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 wicked man flourishing right uh -huh, and uh -huh. i thought oh man like the, the most high is unfair right you right. know and it, it, it really i mean that's one of the things i love about the psalms just how honest and deep they are but you know he, he's speaking to to this situation right you know where uh -huh. and then he remembered oh yeah right here's the fate of the wicked and da, da, da. but you know he was experiencing in some ways you could say kind of what you're talking about where he's he's like look i've been righteous or at least i'm trying to keep the law and there's this guy over here who's you know doesn't care about the law at all and he's rich and he's got a beautiful wife and fancy uh -huh. car and everybody respects him you know um you know what about me lord like <laughs> you know it's kind of like a it's kind of like an inverse version of the problem of evil the way you're describing it yeah you know, like, why does this guy get all the blessings? <laughs> you know? Right, right. It's, you know, it's funny, too, because you see it, you, you see this, this it's, it's a big deal, this envy thing, right? Um, it, it comes up in the story of the, uh, of the workers in the vineyard, mm -hmm. when, right, um, right. right, the master goes out to get help yeah. in the morning, again at noon, and then, and then at the very end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And each time he goes to the marketplace, and he gathers in all of those who who were there, 
mm-hmm. were willing to work, right? Very end of the day, he he gets these clowns who like they <laughs> I mean they weren't there to be hired to begin with, right? And right. they show up at the end of the day, you get the idea that that you know, they just wanted to be able to tell their wives, we went to the market and nobody hired us. <laughs> so they, they go, they show up at the very end of the day, they get hired, and then they get yeah. the same pay as everybody else. And the response right. of the people who were there from morning right, right. was, what's going on? Why are they getting the same thing that we're getting? <laughs> right, right. So, so the actual moral of the story, right? I mean, if you think about what is actually this thing saying, uh-huh. caution, um, against against envy and and what and what it's saying is look um you act as if i'm favoring these people by blessing them in this way but look at how you've been blessed Mm -hmm. you didn't squander your life right right the thing is this is this is a it's a you know it's sort of a sure a a metaphor for the whole christian life Mm -hmm. you've been a christian since for as long as you can remember Mm-hmm. since you were a child mm-hmm. and you've been working in my kingdom since you were a child right right you're right blessed right that right. you were not that you didn't waste your life on other things sure right 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 do you think that's applicable to like the elder brother and the prodigal son uh yeah i do think i, I do think so it seemed like that would kind of fit yeah because like he's always with his father but he's all upset you know about you know, having a party for his brother who's right. uh, who messed yeah, up. Yeah, you know. that's right. And this is, and that's kind of his father's response too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're with me all the time. Everything I have is yours. But yeah. your brother was dead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's bad, isn't it? Yeah. That he was, he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, uh, yeah, so in that way, it's it's really kind of a, Envy is a kind of a criticism of God, right? Yeah. So, Rich, from a philosophical view, uh, you tell me kind of what you think about this. But the way uh, you know Thomas describes it, it tends to to be a, a kind of a a violation or subversion, I guess I'd say, of kind of. Our, our friendship or civic friendship or social bonds, right? So it has a little more of a horizontal view, I think, in Thomas's development of it. You know, so he, I think that the, if I remember correctly, the, his definition is it's the habitual, or it's the habit of uh, grieving, right, over the good of another. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. it's such an interesting thing, you know, it's a, like somebody else is, is benefiting and you, instead of celebrating or being maybe indifferent, um, you, you have the sense of, uh, of, of sorrow, right? Like you're, you're grieved that, that, that somebody else uh, is doing well, um, which isn't, which of course, I don't think that's con- contradictory to what you were talking about. I think it's uh-huh. sort of a different angle, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. No, and, I, I think that's right. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of interesting when you talk about that way because it is kind of, you know, if I was like, oh, you know, Dr. Bulls Kelly got a, a, a promotion or his book's doing well, like, right? Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, man. I was just sit around just being mad yeah. right? or, or grieving over the fact that Dr. Bulls Kelly's book is doing well. Well, that, like, I mean, obviously as a friend, that would be pretty, yeah, that's pretty, pretty pathetic, right? 
know, but why would I do that? I guess. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing when you think about, like if we were in direct competition, I could kind of, uh-huh. right. Like if, if like we were say athletes competing in a particular game, right. 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 Then, which are, right. Yeah, right. What you're really doing is you're grieving over your own loss. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're not in direct competition, like why would I be angry that you, um, found a great woman to marry. I, that's the one that's always in the, in the Ten Commandments. I've always thought it's so, so weird. It's like coveting your neighbor's wife. That seems oh. like a weird thing to do. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. What, what, um, I think, you know, you can see how this does, though, undercut the social bonds and undercuts friendship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, if, you ha- if you're coming from a position where you're angry that someone else is 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 doing well in life or mm-hmm. has a good wife or whatever it is um that's that's really poison like like you know there's that phrase of like poisoning a relationship yeah like, like this is like that's that that's you know um authors talk about the capital sins is like sources right it kind of flow mm-hmm. and like from envy can flow so many like hate malice backbiting like all yeah, of the right. evil things right you, you can see how it just tears down, right? The social bonds, right? You just start, you start saying bad things about other people, tearing them down. You know, it's a, a maybe a motive for gossip, right? Right. Where you're, you know. Yeah, that's right. So I, I think lots of terrible things come of it. Um, so you know, in 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 one of the in one of the old lists, they had this this sin, um, uh, adikia, mm-hmm. right? Which okay. now this this literally translates into uh sort of uh, unrighteousness or injustice okay Mm -hmm. and um and i think you know it it is this idea is related to this idea of envy Mm -hmm. okay so it's if justice or righteousness involves um you know willing that things are as they ought to be between persons right Mm -hmm. um willing the good uh, the good the other deserves right right right. that's due to him in envy you're actually not doing that right Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. you're aggrieved at the person having what he in fact um what what's actually his right right? sure yeah 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 so i mean just in that terminology alone you can see Mm -hmm. that that there is this awareness that it's it's contrary to justice right Mm -hmm. it's contrary to what and therefore, you know, the basic fabric of society. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I had an experience with this once. Okay. Um, so I, I don't generally think of myself as a person, you know, plagued by um, the sin of envy. But but to the extent that maybe we can find that that these, you know, we're prone to go wrong in these various ways. I, I have one poignant memory of a time in my life where... I experienced envy and I was very conscious of it at the time. Mm, Okay. So I was about 10 years out from my college graduation and I got an alumni magazine in the mail. Mm. And so I open it up and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the announcements. So within 10 years, you know, you, the people you graduated with are usually still putting things in there. Yeah, sure, Um, sure. Right. And I went to a very small school where, you know, you knew every face on campus. Right. Gotcha. And so the names in my graduating class were, were all known to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, uh, and there's one guy, right? He puts in an announcement. Uh, what's his name? Um, was just named uh, president of such and such a bank. And my immediate reaction was, that jerk. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's, and I immediately saw what I had done because uh, I couldn't pretend to myself that I actually wanted his job. I mean, like. Sure, yeah, you don't want to be a president. I don't want to be involved <laughs> in a bank at all, right? I mean, I don't even like to go to the bank. So it wasn't that he was doing the thing with his life that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even say, right, that I was, that I was jealous that he was enjoying something that I wanted to enjoy. Right, right. It, it was far worse than that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was aggrieved in that moment that he had accomplished something that, um, you know, was probably somewhere in his bucket list. Yeah. And, sure. and my, I was looking at my bucket list and there were all kinds of things on my list right, right, that right. weren't in my bucket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now what I what I did not see in that moment, and I caught myself very quickly about this, right? Um, it went to confession, was that I had received numerous blessings, mm. right? First of all. Sure. Um, many of which I I had envisioned myself uh, like things that I, I had sought right, the right. Of my life. I had, but I was in a vulnerable position. I was poor at the time. I didn't have, um, I didn't have real gainful employment, you know, that kind right, of, right, 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 right. I got you. Yeah. But I also had some blessings that I hadn't anticipated having mm -hmm. by then. Right. I had a wife, yeah. Yeah. I had a child. Right. Right. Um, I had friends that be, at the time I, I didn't even know they existed to be loved and yet there they were in my life right mm -hmm. um so you know how could how could i look how could i look at my own life and and forget mm -hmm. all these things right. because someone else advertises that he's achieved something that he's proud of right and right. i'm just lingering on the things that i think i I ought to have that I've been asking God for. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right. And he hadn't given me sure. yet. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this is kind of a kind of a uh, kind of loops back around to this lack of gratitude, right? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, that's important. It's funny. Uh, so I often tell, uh, uh, not often, but sometimes uh, with my sons, you know, I, I will tell them when they're angry about something or, or sorrowing about not having something they want. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you up the point of say, well, you know, let's be grateful for the good things we have rather yeah. than grieved over the, the, the few things that we lack, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which kind of gets at the matter. Oddly enough, Rich, I actually think, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. I actually think Friedrich Nietzsche <laughs> has uh, some things to say about, that, or at least to contribute to the conversation that are actually uh, quite interesting. Um, he doesn't talk about envy directly. He he talks about um, resentment. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to go too far in because it's a really long conversation. Um, but his basic view is that hatred is very often born of displaced self-loathing. 
Right. And uh, it's, a, it's a really actually, I think, interesting insight. Now, where he takes it, I think, is really problematic, of course. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think maybe envy has a little bit of that in it, you know, like where you look at that other person and they've got this good. And in the light of the good that they have, you kind of loathe your own situation, mm-hmm. right? And, and then you, that causes you, because that causes you that pain, right? Um, it causes you to dislike and grieve over that person having the good. Yeah, that's right. About that. Yeah, that's right. So um, it turns out Max Scheler picks up on this mm-hmm. idea, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes it in a different direction than Nietzsche. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's one of my, uh, I'll, I'll give a plug for uh, recommended reading. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The person wants to put in the time and effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Scheler's Resentiment. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's great book. Um, it's 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 really a, it's really an important book, actually, in my view. And it seemed when I read that book, I would swear it was written yesterday. Yeah, right? you know, not, I like to pair a hundred years ago, but yeah, yesterday. I like to pair it with Nietzsche's and uh, uh, have Nietzsche and Max Scheler dueling. Uh, yeah, well, Nietzsche's blaming Christians, right? Sure, and sure, and sure. Shaler's like, dude, no, it's not Christians. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. And in fact, he attaches it to, he uses it as a, um, as a critique of the rising tide of, uh, of national socialism mm-hmm. and communism in the, in the world, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the way, the way he casts it, right? If you ask, well, why is it, why do we say resentment? Isn't that just a fancy, a fancy way of saying resentment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, actually, no, it, it's not, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there are many times when people will translate Wojtyla and, and have him say resentment, where, mm-hmm. in fact, he's saying resentment. Mm-hmm. It literally means re-sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. It, it literally means that my sentiments toward things are, are changing, mm-hmm. okay? So... Think of it like reversed snobbery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this yeah. is what happens like when a person says, um, it's the hoity toity people <laughs> who enjoy craft beer or something. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you may have tasted craft beer once and you noted that in fact it was really good. Uh-huh. Okay. But because you associate it now with these other people who are in some social position that you feel that you're deprived of participating Mm in, Mm -hmm. you now decide that craft beer is, um, is all fluff, right? Right, That it's, there's nothing to it. Right. And that real men drink bud. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you've actually changed the way you, you feel about it. Right, Right. 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 To match the anger to which you feel entitled. Yeah, yeah, because of your lack of being part of that group, right, or being having that status. Right, so it's sort of a sour grapesy kind of thing, right? right Where you right. you kind of say, I don't want to reduce it to sour grapes, but the sour grapes phenomenon is present in it, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. that you look at this thing and you say, well, it's not so good. I'm not missing mm-hmm. anything. Um, but we haven't gotten to the root of the issue. Yeah, which is yeah. That mm-hmm. you are grieved by, you're grieved by the. Um, by the prosperity of others. Yeah. I think sometimes you see this with um, people with respect to marriage, to be honest. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to sound harsh maybe to some folks, but like, you know, when they, when they can't find a spouse or, you know, like they've 
you know, gotten close maybe a couple of times and mm-hmm. fallen apart, you know, then, then they start to build up kind of a, they can start, I've seen this, right. And when people, where they start to build up kind of a, a, a resentment, right. Yeah. For, a disdain for the institution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, marriage isn't that great. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. actually it says pretty early on in Bible that, yeah, right. Yeah, We've had it for a long time. <laughs> keep going back to it. And uh, by the way, you seem awfully bitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe what's going on here is envy, right? Um, so yeah, and, and and then you know all the sort of things that are born out of envy. You know, just like you said, hatred, uh, backbiting, libel, detraction. You know, I think uh-huh. like you know, say in the workplace, I think this is where we kind of experience envy sometimes, right? Where you know, you just start tearing. Like I don't know, you've probably been. In, part of a conversation where somebody just starts tearing somebody else down and you're sort of like, what's, what's going on here? Like, why are we just heaping you know, like coals on this person? And, and at a certain point you start to, this, this is born of really envy. Like, like you're, you're, you're tearing this person down through yeah. detraction or libel is really right. uh, your grief over their good. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, we, and we should take this very seriously because this is something we don't take very seriously. Today, right, you're right. Especially if you're paying any attention at all to just the sound of things in the world right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um, detraction in Catholic tradition, right, mm-hmm. is a really grievous sin. Sure. Yeah, and people yeah. today seem to engage in it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's anyway. true. Like, if you're saying it's true, like, define tr- detraction for us real quick, Rich. Yeah, okay, so detraction detraction is uh, speaking about another person in such a way that is liable to um, to diminish that person's reputation right. mm-hmm. uh, in the eyes of others, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to emphasize this, like, as clearly as possible, right? whether or not what you say is true is irrelevant. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in Catholic thought, right. You simply must not deliberately undermine the reputation of another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when there is not a good cause to do so. Right. That's good. So now by that caveat is an important one and I want sure. to be very clear because it's not, it's not this little, it's not leaving the door jar so that we can push it all the way open whenever we want. <laughs> right. um, what I mean is, I mean, there are times when you have to disclose something to another person sure. um, about someone, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, let's say somebody's um, notoriously dangerous and conniving or something right mm-hmm. uh, you may have to caution people about uh, dealing right. with that person okay right but i think if we're really going to be honest with ourselves we you know we would we would recognize that the conditions under which um that was really necessary to do right. are very right. are very uh seldom realized right most Mm. of the time um most of the time it's it's not necessary for us to disclose something we know and it's certainly like it's not necessary for you 
it's not necessarily for you to tell someone, um, you know, what this guy did in high school or something. Right, right, right. 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 Like that's completely just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Saint, uh, Pope Francis talks about, uh, Pope Francis talks about um, historic sins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I think, I think this is actually one of those places where, you know, sometimes he, he says things that are really insightful. And one of the, one of the things here is uh, sins that have just things that people did in their past lives. Right. I mean, things that people did when many, many years ago, decades ago, perhaps when they were young um, and they've gone on to live different lives since, right. since then, mm-hmm. there's nothing to be gained in dredging it up. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no moral cause to do that. <coughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that again points to the value of reputation, right? That is right. The, <clears throat> the good opinion or at least the decent opinion of others affects our lives, right? Yeah. Uh, in important ways. Um, now, I think the um, the 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 kind of <clears throat> complimentary vice, right, uh-huh. which involves not taking away reputation, but an excessive care for reputation yeah. would be something like vanity or vainglory, where right. you have an excessive or distorted attachment, <clears throat> excuse me, to the praise or esteem uh, of others, right? Um, so can you talk a little bit, Rich, about, about vanity? Is vanity just, you know, uh, girls looking in the mirror too long at themselves or is, is you know, is, is, like, are, are you know, as a girl who's considered worried about being pretty, is she being vain necessarily? Well, I mean, I think um, it, one might find displayed there, uh, you know, evidence of a propensity okay. toward vanity, right? But I, I think a, a, a teenage girl looking in the mirror is more like a teenage girl looking in the mirror. I mean, I think, (laughs) I think it's, it's just, you know, sort of the natural, the natural um, thing at this to, to, you know, to know that one is attractive. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but as we talked about the last time, right. Mm -hmm. The, the seven deadly sins often involve distortions of natural goods. Right, right, right. There, there's nothing like evil about wanting to know that one is capable of attracting the attention of the opposite sex. Right, sure. Right, sure. because in fact, being able to do that is the road to marriage. Right. <laughs> and marriage <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> but, but there's a falseness to vanity, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's sort of like the guy who he wants people to perceive him um, in kind of his idealized way, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, rather than as he really is. And now, granted, right? It, there's a line here too, because obviously um, you. Why would we, why would there be a sin? Um, why would there be a sin involved in undermining the person's reputation, even by speaking the truth? 
if it were not the case that we do rightly sure. conceal certain things, right, that are not fit for public consumption. Sure. And we always put our best foot forward, and that makes good sense. Right. right? In the social sphere, right? I mean, right. And, and even like a person who intermittently um, sins, right? Um, we, we dispense with that problem in a sacrament. Mm-hmm. And we, we seal that sacrament with the utmost secrecy, right? Right, yeah, except for in Australia. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, you know, and, and we figure that that's, you don't have to disclose to everybody, like you don't have to, you don't have to make a confession of every sin you've ever committed every time you introduce yourself to somebody, right? Right, we're, right. We're not right. asking anybody to do that. How weird, I mean, like, just think about how weird and distorting and awkward that would be, right? I mean, it would just, again, like, your the social bonds and friendship would get really weird, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like, we might, we might confess some of our, our, our sins to our, our close friends, right? That, uh-huh. uh, but it's different, right, than what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it can't be sinful, right? It just mm-hmm. can't, we we can't be talking about this idea that I would prefer people to see me, to see me um, as the man that I strive in my daily life sure. to be, but imperfectly achieve. Right. 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 Um, but I think that we can perceive that there's a point at which I'm really distorting the picture of who I am. Mm, right. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, Extreme examples, right? I might pretend to be something that I'm not. I might claim to possess degrees that I don't possess. Mm. Or, um, or you know, I, I currently favor... That you ran a marathon. Yeah, like I ran... Right, right. I'll go buy the sticker to put in the back of my car. <laughs> 26.1. I don't know because I don't run marathons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I run only in, when uh, there's danger of death. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so vainglory. Um, okay. Uh, one time I was at, uh, I was at a conference. Okay. And Good place for vanity. Yeah. Great place for vanity. Right. So this actually. was really, I, I was, this was fairly early in my career, actually. Uh-huh. And, and I'm glad This is actually that one of the things that, that turns me off about conferences. Was that like, again? This is actually one of the things that turns me off about conferences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I really love them up to a point, And then all of a sudden, I get really burned out on it. Because. Like posturing. But yeah. All the, yes, exactly. Right. I mean, you talk about like nerd competition for being the nerdiest guy in the room. Grief. Anyway, go ahead, Rich. Sorry. Well, I'm glad I had this experience actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, glad it did involve somebody, I think, um, displaying this this sin, but I'm glad that I was able to see it. Touch something. You know, like yeah, yeah, I mean I so I was at this conference and there was this guy who was relative he was pretty young. I mean he was like maybe younger than I was at the time. And um, he was one of the speakers. And 
And it was one of these conferences like at Ave Maria University where they they invite all the people, right? There's no like call for papers. They just invite gotcha. people. Sure. And I was I was there to listen. And um and so this guy's one of the presenters and he's kind of wet behind the ears really, right? I mean he, he one of one of the things that often is done at conferences like this is that mentors will kind of call people they they want to give a leg up to or something like that sure. and give them an opportunity sure. to present. So I think that's where this guy was coming from. And he was really, as I remember, um, he was really enjoying the fact that he was one, of, he was one of the names on the roster. And you've never seen a dude as affected as this guy before. I mean, literally, I'm not exaggerating. Okay. Um, he would, he would like, you, you'd be trying to have a normal conversation about some idea in philosophy. And He's like, what can I say? Okay. He's like, literally, <laughs> that's actually. So I thought to myself, all right. Uh -huh. Okay. So, I mean, um, I know you want people to perceive you as uh, erudite and all this, mm -hmm. but I mean, you're going way, way overboard here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, what you see there, right? is a distorted sense of the value of reputation or, uh, or praise. I think it's really funny in our culture right now, Rich. I think if I was to ask people, do you think that praise is important or that honor is important, right? Uh, I think they would tend to say no. Like, like They would say yeah. it, but that's not what they think. But that's not what they think. Yeah, it's not how they act. And, and it's really interesting. I think this is one that like, goes deeply to uh, you know an Aristotelian insight right about us yeah. being social animals that we do care what people other people think about us we do care about praise we do care about our our fellows uh, esteeming us uh -huh. and I think up to a certain point actually that's kind of good right like I actually think that that wanting to be praised for praiseworthy things. Now this sounds a little weird to our modern ears, right? But wanting to be praised for praiseworthy things is not intrinsically evil, right? In fact, yeah. it might compel you to, to courage, uh, to duty, um, to all sorts of, of, of things that are truly laudable, right? Um, now, unfortunately, we live in a vicious society, so yeah. <laughs> we don't tend to, to praise the right things. Well, sometimes um, we praise people right into bad things. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting. Cassian, mm -hmm. um, Cassian talks about vanity this way, right? Where he, mm -hmm. he says that um, it can, it, it can sort of keep people in check, right? He mm -hmm. noticed mm -hmm. that, um, he <clears throat> notices that monks in the Chernobyl, mm -hmm. the, the communal setting, right? Mm -hmm. Um he says that they, they, um, they can fast for a really long time, hmm. right? And they can they can put up with all kinds of asceticism, right. but then when they go out into the desert as, <laughs> as hermits, uh -huh. they they start feeling the hunger, like you know, before the day is over. Sure. And um, and he asks, he says, why why is this the case? Mm -hmm. 
right? Well, the reason is that they've got all the other people watching them and they want to appear, they want to appear good in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So Cassian notes that vanity, though it is a vice, mm -hmm. um, can be turned to a good purpose, right? Mm -hmm. It can be kind of used against itself mm -hmm. and, um, and inspire people to, to be better versions of themselves because here's the catch they want to be perceived that way. And the only way to be perceived that way is actually to be that way. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they're under the watchful eyes of others. Mm -hmm. But I, I think mm -hmm. one of the interesting things is what is a person, what becomes of a person when he's by himself, when no one is there sure. to see. Right, right. And right. I think that this, so this is where you, you get to uh, what's I think maybe really at issue with vanity. Um, the person whose opinion of me I should care about the most is God's. Right. right? right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I should care what God thinks about me more than I care about what anyone else thinks about me. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the, you know, with, with Jesus in. What, 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 rich, Rich, God loves everybody the same. So, I mean, with, that, that, he's just the universal affirmer. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, like, he just—he loves right. me. He thinks I'm great. I mean, I do think God loves everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think he cares about whether we're good or bad. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> so when you know Jesus in Matthew's gospel, right in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about um, your Father who sees in secret and rewards in secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I think this is really an important thing, and it's one of right. the things I think that sets that sets the believer apart from the non-believer, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That um, I, if I'm conscious of my relationship with God, that mm -hmm. I really think of God as real and mm -hmm. provident, mm -hmm. right? That he, he knows what, he knows me, right, right, right. right? And he cares about what's happening in my life. Yeah, He's yeah. there with me, watching me, right? Um, and I know if you're a Freudian, you're going to be like. <laughs> it's a super ego, man. Yeah, super ego. <laughs> um, but I think this is an important idea for Christians. Mm -hmm. One of the things that sets, that sets believers apart from unbelievers, right? right. Um, and that in the end, it's, it's God's view of me that matters most. Mm -hmm. So that you can actually bear uh, the you can bear the injustice of being perceived by the world um, as being less than you really are, right? Like mm -hmm. you, if the world doesn't see your righteousness or right. doesn't, or maybe sees your righteousness as a disvalue. Yeah. Yeah. Something to right? um, You can bear that because mm -hmm. you know that in God's eyes, right? right. You're right. being faithful right. to him. That's the important thing. Yep. Yep, I think that's true. Um, the um, I think we're very. I mean, this is a sign. I think of a lack of God in your life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're overly concerned, right, about praise in this life, right? You know, one of the things I think is really wonderful about a lot of our kind of traditional Christian ideas uh -huh. about 
the glory of the saints, right? Yeah. Is that in the heavenly city, right? There will be a kind of glory, right? That's a, that, that's actually just, right? And yeah. proportionate to the reality, right? Of the way um, the saints live in this life, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, where, where there'll be a, an adequate sense of, oh, this person, you know, uh, didn't seem like much, right? Didn't get a lot of praise, right? Yeah. Uh, in in this life, but actually they were a great saint. You know, I love that scene in um, um, C.S. Lewis's uh, The Great Divorce, right? Where um, I think it's literally her name is literally Mrs. Smith or something like that. Like, yeah. and and and, and, and in glory and all. That yeah, stuff. there's this you know beautiful woman, you know, halo, angels, and you know, whole sort of uh, entourage, right, escorting uh-huh. her down from the mountains of heaven and. And the um, the protagonist says, "Oh, is that like he's going to ask him to the Blessed Virgin Mary?" And and it's not. It's just this lady named Mrs. Smith, right? And, mm-hmm. and in her life, she was just a housewife and just served her neighbors, right? But actually, in the view of heaven, right, was like right. A, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you're just like that's so awesome. You know, I mean, I, I love that part of um, of our our Christian tradition. You know. But I think that it's so, I mean, the, the reason I think that this is such a problem, right? And I do actually think it's a huge problem today. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's almost more of a huge problem because we don't believe that we have this problem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Like, like we don't think of honor or seeking praise as a big thing, but actually it's huge. And I, I'll say this, I think there's a, a part of us as social animals that we literally feel pleasure when we're praised by others, right? That's well-documented, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been studied by sociologists. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, uh-huh. we get a, a award or somebody praises us, we literally, I think, in the body, have a feeling uh-huh. of pleasure. Yeah, um, dopamine releases and all that. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and so I think, I mean, if you look at Facebook, I mean, this is just the most obvious example of this, right? Like, Facebook is a vanity machine, right? Yes, it exists in order to show off how pretty your wife is. It uh, exists in, in order to show off uh, your fancy vacation, your mm-hmm. car, your blah, blah, blah. And I just want to say to Christians, like, stop it. Like, just stop. Like, stop posting how great your life is, uh-huh. right? Because you, what you want are literally these thumbs up, likes, blah, 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 right? That's right. So, so people, so this is interesting because I was thinking along these lines, actually, right? Um, and, and that is that people go on a quest. It's obvious that we care about this thing, mm-hmm. right? That we care sure. about praise because a huge proportion of the people in our society think much of the day about hmm. how many likes they get. <laughs> they happen to be in, they, right? Like it matters a lot to them. Sure. How many people have friended you and, mm-hmm. and how many people have liked this post or that post? Um, yeah. How many? And then they despair over the lack of such things. Mm-hmm. So studies have been done repeatedly, right, um, in recent years, showing that people get really depressed, actually, through the use of social media, right? Yeah. So they're, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that there kind of the downside of vanity, right? <laughs> right. The downside of vanity is that there's really no payoff 
Uh-huh. Um, so satisfaction. Just, There's no into it, right? Yeah, because well, first of all, um, you're seeking praise, right? For again, a kind of falsehood, right? It's mm-hmm. it, it is a distorted picture of you, and mm-hmm. and in the end, it's hard to really feel satisfied. Sure, sure. Um, when you look at what you know to be the truth about yourself, mm-hmm. um, and you compare it to this false picture. And then you look at all these other people's lives doing exactly the same thing you're doing. <laughs> but, but you don't think about it as being false. You think about mm-hmm. it as being the way their lives really are. Sure, right, right. Um, but, but let me make another point about, about this, where we say, okay, this, this is what I think is really uh, kind of dark and insidious. Um, people will say they don't care about the praise of others. Obviously false. They'll say that they don't, they don't care about honor or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But think about what they're actually driving at, okay? It seems to me that this is built in, again, a false, it's, it's a false self-presentation. Right. That I'm above all of that, <laughs> right? right sure, it's part sure. of the same problem. I'm above all of this. And further, um, in a... In a secularized world, they're not above it because, because they know that God sees. Right. In more of a Nietzschean way, they're above it because they are God. Mm. Right. Yeah. Sure. And this sure. is, and they'll actually talk this way. I feel good about myself. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's all about the self, the self adulation, uh, and, and that's supposed to carry them through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to me, Rich. I'm very, uh, I'm very interested in, uh, I mean, given my area, um, you know, of, of scholarship, you know, political philosophy, history, mm-hmm. um, military kind of ethics, things, you know, military history, things of that nature. And so I have a pretty high regard for, honor loving societies in a way. And it's interesting when you look at the ancient philosophers, right? They, they recognize this as a powerful motive. It's interesting, right? Like that the honor loving man is better than the honor loving is better than the merely pleasure loving, right? Because the honor loving will give up, right? Certain pleasures will do brave deeds, that sort of thing. And, and and maybe a a good sense of honor. Cause like what you're, I always like to, to contrast, honor with self-esteem right yeah yeah because in the older societies honor was a um self-appraisal right a Mm -hmm. positive self-appraisal based on reality right Mm -hmm. like i have a good character i have defended the tribe you know i have you know etc and so i have a feeling of um self-affirmation based on the reality, right? Self-esteem in our contemporary setting is not based on anything like that at all. It's just based on affirming yourself to affirm yourself, right? Now, interestingly though, I think from a Christian perspective, right? As much as I kind of like the honor loving kind of ethos a little bit, I think from a Christian perspective, that even gets torn down a little bit, right? Right. I think from an Augustinian, right, kind of, you know, perspective, Augustine knows the Romans, right? He is a Roman, right? And the yeah. Romans are honor-loving people, man. Like, they're, they're builders, they're warriors, they're statesmen, 
they're honor lovers, right? But he, he recognizes that even their virtues, right, as he famously calls them, are splendid vices, right? Uh, that, that there's a kind of, even as much as we might put the honor loving man above the merely decadent, right? Uh-huh. Um, at the same time, there's a, you're actually not that good, not as good as you think you are. Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. What do you think about that, Rich? Well, yeah. So I agree. Uh, but I think there's an insight here, right? Which is that th- there, there's a reason that we admire um, societies that are driven by, by honor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we ought, in fact, I think, to admire such societies because they tend to produce... Um, great men mm-hmm. right i mean they they do it seems to me produce great men i'm not talking about necessarily um saints but mm-hmm. i mean that people do great things mm-hmm. in such societies right they mm-hmm. they fight the fight they make great sacrifices and so forth mm-hmm. right and it's hard to deny that who can and they build well yeah, yeah right and who, i mean who can who could look at you know the stories of the great heroes mm-hmm in these various cultures and not and not think uh there's a guy with a backbone right mm-hmm. there's a guy who i mean that's what a, that's a man or something right, right, right. but but mm-hmm. i think um in christianity once again while yes it is actually justice right to be for me to recognize the um the achievements of another, right? Mm-hmm. Or something, mm-hmm. right? Or the virtue of another. I, I should look at a person um, and, and honor him if, in fact, he's worthy of honor. Right, 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 right. But the goal in Christianity is not to receive the honor. Mm-hmm. The goal in Christianity is to be honorable, mm-hmm. right? If you see what I mean. Sure. The, sure. the, the bonum honestum for the Christian here is that I am one worthy of honor. Mm. whether I'm actually honored by another person or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does, that, sure. does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And, and, and just to take it maybe a step further is, you know, honoring God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like the not, not honoring or, I mean, obviously we should honor the honorable in our own societies and our own lives. Mm-hmm. That's correct and right and good. But more than that, obviously we should honor God, right? Like that, God is the one who deserves the greatest praise and esteem and, 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 and so forth, obviously. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but t- taking the thing back <clears throat> around to the vain, to the, um, to the envy thing though, mm-hmm. one of the things I find interesting about our society and deeply disturbing is that not only do we not honor those who are honorable, mm-hmm. but we do two other things we honor those who are dishonorable. Sure. Sure. Often. Right. Mm -hmm. And we dishonor those who are honorable. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, it's a deep distortion. And, and, you know, when you think about vanity as a disordered desire for praise or a disordered interest or engagement with praise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously honoring, honoring and praising that which is not praiseworthy right, is, yeah. is, is the worst. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just our celebrity culture. I mean, good grief. You know, uh-huh. people are honored and, and praised for, you know, basically being lascivious. Uh, I mean, just being awful, salacious, uh, immo- immodest people, you know. Um, 
and, and, and boastful and self-righteous yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really actually remarkable. Well, the, you know, we were going to talk about wrath, but we've uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, it's interesting, just how much envy and vanity are connected to each other, and just how much there is to talk about there. Like, I mean, yeah, brings out like the depth of <clears throat> our social sociability, like how we're tied together, and how easily that gets distorted, <laughs> and how deeply that can start to to fall apart, right? Um, so, you know, in, in, in this time of Lent where we're reflecting and, uh, uh, it's good to, um, to reflect, right, on, on the role of envy and vanity in our own lives, uh, the way we treat others, the way we regard others, the way others regard us. Um, I think it's a, it's a lot of, of food for thought there. Uh, Rich, do you have any final short, quick thought? Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, we should be reminded, right, of the desire to cultivate the virtue of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to be understood, right, as self-bashing, but mm-hmm. instead the cultivation of an honest self-appraisal. Mm-hmm. Um, and with an awareness, right, that you're a creature of God, wholly dependent upon him. Right, right, right. Um, and the other thing is, I think, when you think about Lent, right, mm-hmm. the acts of self-denial, in Lent are just the remedy for, um, for vainglory mm-hmm. and envy, right? Right, right. Um, we can, you know, we can kind of cultivate a disposition to care less about what, about how we appear in the eyes of others. Sure. Care sure. more about how others appear in the eyes of others, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we could, we could sort of, uh, there's that aspect of almsgiving in which yes. we can, um, we can turn ourselves outward and, uh, and do for others, right? Mm-hmm. What, rather than for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, that's good advice, Rich. Um, we've certainly, uh, given us a lot to think about, uh, a lot to, uh, a lot of, um, food for self-examination, um, I hope everybody's enjoyed this conversation. Next time, we'll try to get to wrath, and yeah. uh, and we'll talk about uh, um, pride and um, sloth uh, as well. Uh, in the meantime, uh, please, uh, you know, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please think about uh, donating to Catholic Studies Academy uh, through our website. We have a donate button right there uh, at the uh, top of the, the website. Also, think about you know subscribing to our. Um, uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel and liking us on Facebook. And if you really want to go further, you know, and uh, deepen your faith through systematic study of philosophy and theology, uh, you know, begin to subscribe, subscribing to our courses. There's a lot there uh, to learn uh, from Dr. Kelly on uh, in theology and uh, myself in, in philosophy. We really think you'll benefit from that. Um, so uh, please think about doing those things. Uh, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, until next time, God bless.